everybody. This is the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable, number 11 coming at you. I'm Barry Duplicy, the co-host, along with this amazing panel that we have for you tonight. Mr. Ben Lee, Mr. William Cooper, and Mr. Aaron Nielsen will be joining us tonight to go through, yes, another roundtable, the number 11 roundtable for the Smoking Syndicate. Tonight, we'll be talking about the Macanudo Estate Reserve, Flint Knoll, and that has become STG's latest barrel-age collaboration Really exciting cigar that we're going to be smoking tonight. So walk through it with us, enjoy it, and enjoy the good conversation and the great cigar review that we have in hand for you. So without further ado, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Well, Bear, I want to first, it's great to be with everyone tonight. I know Nielsen's coming pretty soon, but I know it's been challenging for everybody. We've all had busy schedules, uh, and I just appreciate you guys. So it's great to do this again tonight. Yeah, I'm glad to uh, try this one. I mean, this is one we've been talking about doing for quite a while. And uh, luckily, you know, SEG sent us a couple of boxes that we split up amongst ourselves for this review. So uh, it should be really interesting. I've had a couple so far. I don't know how many y'all have had, but uh, it'll be an, it'll be a good review. Well, we know one thing: the the boxes were not sent by Justin because we got the boxes, right? No, yeah, we actually got those on time. <laughs> right, right. promise. Right, right. So we're I mean, we got to thank Victoria for that. Uh, yes, because Victoria always comes through for us, Justin. <laughs> so, if, but uh, if you look, if you want something done, or if you want something done right, you call Victoria. That's all. Yeah. If you want something done, you call Justin. But if you want it done right, you call Victoria. Right. Well, if you if you assessment. if you want something, if you want to take a chance of something getting done, you call Justin. Justin Andrews. <laughs> Justin Andrews, the director of lies. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> then going right. Intense. So, I mean, it's this pretty simple. Intense. Well, it's pretty simple tonight. We're going to get into the cigar. If the cigar is not good, Justin's fault. Right. Right. That's, that's, how, it it, that's how it works. Yes. That's how it works. So, I'm also uh, blaming him for the immigration issues. So. And he can't pick horses for the life of him anyway, Justin. Just. <laughs> That guy can't pick a horse for the life of him. Uh, he needs he needs help, like Jack Tarano, who can pick horses. He's referring to the Kentucky Derby for everybody that yes. doesn't yeah. follow that. Bob. Yeah, no. Let yes. me. I'll, I'll, let me I'll, let me let me antidote that for a second, okay? So, Justin sends this text message uh, after the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. I picked Mage and I won this money, right? Except Jack Tarano. Some of us who know Jack Tarano, Jack's really into horse racing. And Jack will give you his picks all the time. And Jack, I've been talking to Jack's been hiring this horse all week. And then he he pulled, he said, you got to go with this horse is what he said. And he was telling people about it. And Jack's really good at picking the dirt. He knows horse racing well. So I did get Justin to admit that he got the pick from Jack. It's not like he was this genius here. That's true. Awesome. Well, well, like let's, like I said, uh, we're gonna find out if uh, if it's terrible and uh, and it's Justin's fault, and then if it's wonderful, then it's uh, it, it, I guess it's it's Victoria's victory. We, uh, we could say maybe Steve Abbott, right? Yeah, Steve Abbott. Yeah, Steve Abbott from Macanudo, who's the uh, he's the guy who's the one who gave yeah him and, uh, and and Laurel Tilly on her way out of STG were the ones who gifted me the cigar for the first time I got to smoke it it was a great opportunity and it's so, so I, yeah this was your pick bear this was you, you kind of came to the table and said let's do this cigar yeah it, it really was so let's uh let's kind of go through the specs a little bit on it so um so so stg scandinavian tobacco group releasing a cigar blend uh 
this is their this is like their third in a row at the time when this first first released uh of using barrel age blending so it's but it's the first it's the um the Macanudo brand and Napa Valley based Flint and Knoll winery coming together to create the Macanudo Estate Reserve Flint and Knoll. So um, it was, there's, it's some pretty cool stuff. So the, I mean, the, the wrapper is Ecuadorian Connecticut shade. The binder is, is, is a Connecticut broadleaf. And then the, the fillers, which I think you'll find interesting are Brazilian Matafina Nicaraguan from Jalapa and Dominican Allure and Palazzo Cabano. So it's a pretty robust blend, uh, multinational. And uh, we decided to, there's a, there were a few Vitolas released. Uh, we decided to smoke the Churchill tonight. Um, you know, little did we know that we were going to be getting a late start, but hey, uh, you know what? We get to smoke a great, you know, right. a, a, a great long cigar with some good company. So it'll be good, some stuff. But yeah, I, I picked this. Um, I picked the cigar. Um, I, I have a question later in between that I'll be asking. So a little bit of a spoiler and stuff. I, I think one of the cool experiences that as a cigar smoker that I think we can all agree on that's really cool is a really cool experience is that when you smoke a cigar for the first time and um, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's preconceived notions or just low expectation or unbeknownst expectation um, or just not knowing, and when it catches you off guard um, in a way, surprisingly positive, negative, or whatever, I think is one of the more unique and cool things about cigar smoking. Uh, I mean, you don't really like it when it's bad, when it's negative, but I think it's still very, it's still a, a very unique and cool experience to have something that catches you off guard in one way or another. So um, that's why that's why I picked it. No, it, it's a. It was an interesting pick. Um, you you mentioned this was like the third release. Um, and actually, when this was released, bear third release in terms of the barrel aging and the barrel aging. Correct. The yes, that's the barrel aging. Right. Yes. Yeah, the barrel aging. The Connecticut barley binder. They actually it was actually the third release in like a week time span. They they actually right. unveiled all these at the same time, like almost. First, they they did the second Cohiba Weller, which they aged mm -hmm. the binder in the Weller barrel. That's the Cohiba cigar. And then they did the Buffalo Trace Special F. In the um, Buffalo Trace barrels. Mm -hmm. yep. Which, by the way, I don't know. The original one, like, was okay. Um, the Special but, F, I thought, was phenomenal. Well, both of those, Weller and, and Buffalo Trace, the original ones, were not didn't have any barrel aging component to it. So still good cigar. Yeah, they were still good cigars, but both now they both and I think the second Weller was really good actually. I think they did a good job with that second Weller. Um, it actually tasted nothing like a, a bourbon barrel, you know, a whiskey barrel. It had a very unique taste to it. So I'm kind of really curious. And and the other thing is this technique uh, of aging the binder. We were talking about this in the green room. Um, this is kind of a technique that General has used on other releases. The diesel. Uh, whiskey row and cherry cask releases also aids the binder in here mm -hmm. and ben you were kind of commenting on that kind of like and i and I kind of agree with you this is kind of a bet you thought that was a better way to approach this yeah i do i mean i think you know you know barrel aging the binder you know it, you get a lot of the flavor right it's goggle going the binder but if there's any kind of flaws that are introduced by barrel aging it's covered up by the wrapper yeah so you can still have a beautiful wrapper leaf on top of this barrel aged leaf for that's the binder to all the flavor 
so it, it, you basically it's the best of both worlds you get you know a really good tasting outcome for the barrel aging but the wrapper leaf is so there to make it look really pretty like it should be yeah yeah I, th the, I think one of the things that we've learned about barrel aging tobacco over the years um there's there's certain companies that do it all the time you know obviously it's it fermenting in, in in barrels is something Perdomo has done for virtually all of its tobacco for decades now but um when you know like when we started seeing like barrel aging and specifically like fire curing and things like that come into a little bit more popularity it was it was it was kind of again one of the more interesting things that I thought that we saw in this industry was how um right before our eyes you know manufacturers and everything were playing with these techniques in a way and in a really cool experience as as consumers we got to experience their experiments what's how much is too little how much is too much what's the right amount do we do the binder do we do the filler do we do the binder and the filler like it was i think from you know there's an age old expression in sales you don't practice on your money but I think when it comes to cigars, I think that that's what we've been really kind of fortunate to see in the last 15, 20 years with some of these unique techniques that, you know, have been around for, you know, years or yep. decades or hundreds of years. I mean, for, they've been using fire cured tobacco with Toscano for over 200 years, but um, we've got, we got to, we got to experience it firsthand that, that kind of experiment. Sometimes it wasn't very good, mind you, but I think that was part of the fun of it. I I agree with you on that. Yeah, this is this is a really really interesting cigar. I'm glad we're getting a chance to take a look at this. But uh, Coop, do you have you have any information on this cigar? I mean, because I got the box here and it's got a pretty good description on the lid too. But uh, yeah, I mean, Barry just went through the the blend, but I think that description on the box is worth a read on it. I thought it was I thought it was a nice touch on that. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'll. Sh I'll go ahead and show the box and I'll read read off what that is. But this is what the box looks like. I think it's just stunning looking, to be honest. I love the white with the yeah. copper accents. It looks fantastic, I think. They did. They did a I mean, they did a nice job on and by the way, it's this is not an inexpensive cigar. It is $21.99 for the Churchill. Yeah. So I would expect very good packaging on it. And they did a great job uh with the packaging on that. Yeah, and I'll show you the inside now, too. It comes, you know, in a box of 10, and it has a write-up here with, at the bottom, it has the blend information. And uh, this is the box that Bear and I split. He got five, and I got five. I've, like I said, I smoked two already. And it's got the nice, beautiful white ribbon to get, to get them out of there. And there's actually put a, a, a strip of foam across the top, too, to give a little bit of extra protection. Yep. Because I did, I have noticed that this wrapper does seem a little bit fragile. Fragile, yeah. So I do like that. Um, anyway, I'll go ahead. I'll read what it says at the top here. It's pretty cool. It says, the Macanudo Estate Reserve is the exquisite result of a unique collaboration between Macanudo and Flint Knoll, a renowned boutique winery that crafts small batch artisanal wines in California's Napa Valley. Our mutual passion for crafting extraordinary flavors combines to create a one-of-a-kind cigar using Flint Knoll's French oak, which houses their single vineyard Cabernet. Our tobacco was aged to bring a rich intricacy to the smoking experience. 
This aging process lends Macanudo Estate Reserve the complex flavor and indulgent finish that you expect from a truly exceptional Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon and from every Macanudo cigar. The uh, couple of things, actually, I think this project from what Justin said when we had Justin on primetime, actually, I think this was a Chris Tarr project because, and Chris Tarr is the VP of marketing for, um, he's Justin's boss for, for STG. Uh, I think Chris was the one who wanted to work with a Napa Valley winery uh, with something like this, like a boutique one. And Flint Knoll, I think, was the one they selected. The other thing is, if you look at the bottom of this, and this is something I'm kind of wondering, is you notice at the bottom, and it's a little hard to see, but it says barrel-aged Cabernet uh, Sauvignon uh, French Oak. French Oak, yeah. And I'm wondering if we this is – I'm assume, I'm just going to make this prediction. I, I'm going to say this is not the one and done. Maybe this this – this project's one and done, but I think there'll be other barrels they'll be using with other wines coming out of here. And I think that's why they kind of went with the footer band like that. Yeah, that's, I was thinking that too. Now, they'll most always be French oak because that's just a standard sure. in the wine yeah. industry. Yeah. But using something besides Cabernet Sauvignon, I mean, there's a million ways you can go with this. Yeah. That's not even, I mean, you could do Merlot. You could, you, you, you can do a Malbec, a Syrah. Right. There's, there's so many wines yeah. that would, that would make this work that would give it enough extra, you know, differences that it will make each cigar unique, each blend. So I would personally, as a wine guy, I would freaking love to see this continue on using yep. different varietals in there. That'd yeah. We don't I, need I no fucking joined us. He is dialed. He is in the house. He's dialed. Yeah, He's in. He's dialed in. I'm dialed. Yeah. It was a exciting soccer game. You would have been impressed, Ben. I'm no really? you love for soccer. You would have been impressed. You are dedicated. Um, thank you for joining, by the way. I know everyone's had challenges with schedules and everything, and it's appreciated. So thank you for joining. It's great to have you tonight, Aaron. Uh, happy to be here. Sorry I'm a little late, but I'm looking forward to uh, smoking the cigar that we've got on deck here. Well, we haven't lit it's, up yet. So, I mean, we've just yeah. been kind of going through the preamble. So uh, It'd be worth it. It's worth it, man. Have a good, you know, footy match and then come back and have this. It'd be awesome. You can't wait. Right. Yeah, we so came I'm, right at the time we're going to light up. So you, it's perfect timing. <laughs> Great. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get it light up because I wanted to make a comment about the French oak barrels, but let's go ahead and light up then. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I ask y'all one thing. Let's. Huh? How does your wrappers look on this cigar so far? Oh, they're rugged as shit, man. They're okay, because that's me too. I don't know. I want to put this up here. Which look at mine. It it looks. I don't know. No, mine isn't. Mine isn't. It, no, yours isn't. Yours looks really good, actually. Yeah, I was going to comment. This is very pretty. But yours is, like, very rugged. No, the, 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 yeah. first, the, the one that I smoked that Steve Abbott gave me, too, is very rugged, too. So, it's, I mean, they're, the ones that I've had, and the, like, the ones that I've the ones that I've smoked and the ones that I still have, including the one that I'm holding and I want to be lighting up, have been absolutely just rugged looking. It's not, I mean, it's not a criticism. That's what I think is really great about tobacco is that there's really pretty wrapper leaves. And frankly, Connecticut shade usually is one, but yeah, this one is, yeah, it's uh, it's toothy and it yeah, is, this one is too, and it's almost it's slightly toothy. I mean, but you can't really see it, but it, you feel the toothiness on this you wrapper. One hundred percent see it on mine, and it's yeah. actually slightly modeled. But what's what's interesting too is that this is the one that I I pulled out. Let me get the light on it better. That it it was the best looking one. 
But what's what's interesting is this one is actually a a shade darker than the other two I had left in there. I was surprised by that. For a for a cigar that's expensive, honestly, I mean this this is kind of nitpicking. I'll be honest, because right. I, I would think that a cigar of this basically the stature of this this price point that this wrapper would look amazing. Honestly, uh, it would I just mean, look I- awesome. I was gonna. I, I, think, I think that's a little. Un, I think that's a little unfair. I think, I, I think there's certain things about it that you expect for a twenty one dollars cigar. I think the label, the packaging, and everything is fantastic. Let the cigar be because if this was a connect, I understand your argument, what you're about to say, but I, but if this was connected broadly, if we wouldn't be even having this discussion. No, well, we, but yeah, I don't expect that. But you know what? If you were to put this cigar on a table, right, with someone who doesn't know anything about cigars, right, and they saw that wrapper. Okay, and again, we know cigars. We understand those types of intricacies. I think the average person is going to say, "Well, that wrapper looks kind of like sloppy, you know, kind of ugly." I'm going to go for something more pristine. I mean, so it's just again, I'm going. It's human nature, especially someone who just doesn't do what we're all doing here on this call or this this session. That yeah, that that's where I would go with that. You know, I I mean, I I mean, that's a good that's a good argument, Cube. Look how wrinkly the top of mine is. It's like wrinkled. So I I get mine like um. You say rugged. Mine's like lumpy. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, that's what. Yeah, that's what we yeah. see. My, I may just have an odd one that I pulled out. Um, but I said I split my box with Aaron, and he got see, the five stars. See, Coop took off the label, and he's got like an Ashton White well, label. I'll, I'll say I'll say one thing again. <laughs> I, I know I know I'm nitpicking. So when I opened that box, okay, the cigars were not laid like you see how that you normally they're laid with the with the band in the center. Yeah, a lot of them were kind of like, like this. They were kind of turned to the sides a lot. Uh, there was no damage to any of the cigars, but normally, like when a, a box is filled, it, there's a lot of care put in to make sure they're they're aligned the same. And those slots, Ben, you would agree, they're pretty. They're not a lot of room for movement with those slots. The way, no. it, yeah. See, yeah. and actually, when I when I got them in, and I, I, I took the five out for Bear. I like I actually when I Bear when I picked yours out, I picked the five best looking ones I thought. Because two of them, like one of them had a pretty major foot crack. Coop, I think I sent you a picture of that one. Yeah, right. It had a pretty major crack in the foot. And that was the first one I smoked. It didn't really affect the smoking, but it was there and I didn't want to send you that one. And the other one that I smoked had a small um crack actually the of the cap but of course i can cut that off so it gives a shit i didn't really i didn't care about that one but you know it is what it is but anyway I, like like i said the wrapper just looks rustic i guess you know i just it's not ba- it's not a bad bad wrapper it's just not what i would expect on a 20 plus dollar cigar yeah yeah I, I, it's kind of where i would go with it too yeah it does it, it said i've had some very good rugged wrappers and then but here's the thing sometimes a rugged wrapper does have a charm to it and I think with Broadleaf, it's a different – I mean, again, the average person probably wouldn't notice. It's more us. I, I could kind of be more forgiving with Broadleaf just because I think that is – again, understanding the nature of what we do, that is a rugged wrapper. Yeah, I'm expecting and everything. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the point. The, I mean, I understand that from uh, – it doesn't check out from the nerd perspective or even the like the layman's perspective, right? Like if you put – to Coop's point, you put a blind test on this, you put this on down like – probably yeah someone else is probably gonna go for a cigar that looks a little bit more pristine from the uh from you know the aficionado standpoint of where we're all coming from we expect the 
Ecuadorian Connecticut Jay to be a little bit more flawless or at least less flawed. Um, but um, I, I, I don't know. I just, um, I think, I mean, I think the cigar looks, looks great. I, I, I think I was really, I think I'll, I'll be honest with you when, when I first lit it up, I didn't know anything about it other than the partnership with Flintnol. So I didn't know the specs of the cigar, anything. Um, so I, as I was lighting it up, I was kind of basically just reading off the page when I was talking to Steve about this and I was like, oh shit, this is like we're in Connecticut shade. Like, geez, like it totally caught me off guard. Yep. So now that we've all clipped it, Aaron, have you clipped yours yeah. yet? Yep. I'm okay. clipping mine right now. So, so fucking Aaron's almost done with the first third. What are you talking yeah. about? I, I'm, I can't wait to light this thing up. I'm, I'm like celebratory here. Yeah. Well, don't, I was going to say, how was everybody's draw so far on this one? Uh, just awesome. Like, awesome. Yeah. Milkshake draw. Milkshake draw. Yeah. Same milkshake draw is perfect. It's a perfect yep. draw. Same I with love me. it. Yep. Yep. And I'm getting some really good flavors on the cold draw too. You know, I, it's got that woodiness, you know, that you kind of expect from it. But I'm getting I, like a fruity note from the wine. You know, you yeah, you are. taste that. Yep, you get yeah. that. It's a drier fruit, but you get, mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, maybe it's not all that dry. Now I'm kind of going in. It's it. not, no. I mean, mine, well, yours might be, but mine's, this. the fruit that I'm getting is like now straight up juice. juice yeah, as I started, yeah, as I started drawing a little more, I'm getting, that's so why I, I stopped myself. Uh, I'm getting a little, I, there's like a little bit of an earthy terroir component as well, mm-hmm. for sure, with this. Yeah, the, actually, that aftertaste kind of reminds me of a typical California New World style Cabernet, which is more fruit forward as opposed to Old World, where it's kind of more got some more minerality, slaty, a little bit, you know, earthiness to it, you know. It's really actually complements this the fla- other flavors pretty good. But all right, I'm gonna go ahead. let's light it up. I'm mm-hmm. already already lighting yeah. it anyways. Check it out. Yeah. Well, right, Coop's lighting that up. Did you notice? And I, I can see bears and yours, Ben, your cigar. But Coop, you look like yours is like the lightest of the the uh, the color. It may be my light. I think that's but, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think it may be the light, but again. I'm looking at the texture of you guys, and I I seem like I have a different cigar. So, this is the this is the Churchill uh, that they call it Churchill. So they actually had yeah. two uh, released two Vitolas. They did a Toro six by fifty four, which our good friend Mitch is in the chat, and he's smoking that with us tonight. That retailed at uh, nineteen ninety nine MSRP. Like you said, Coop, this one's twenty one ninety nine MSRP. It's a seven by fifty two specifically. So not necessarily a traditional size of a churchill it's got the length uh but it's definitely a little bit larger gauge uh, for the for those keeping score on the uh yeah uh the naming and sizing council hey so yeah, i was gonna say it's so not were, so where i were you're uh toasting that up coop i got a question so to let the audience know how many of these have you guys smoked prior to uh kind of the round table tonight this is my fourth hmm. i've had two before tonight no Churchills, but I've smoked the other size. I, I've had, uh, so this is my third. I'm with you, uh, Ben. I wanted to go in blind with the Churchill. That's why I held off. Oh. But I have smoked the Toro. I've smoked. I'm curious, Coop, because I, I I only had the Churchills, right? Um, I'm curious to see what you think the the difference is, like the compare contrast from the Toro versus the Churchill, because I'm traditionally a Toro guy. So I'll be curious to see what 
nuances or the difference of the cigar that you you find from yep. the church. Uh, yeah, I'm actually Coop, that, Coop. What he wants you to say is, should he buy a box or not? That's what he wants right. you to say. <laughs> I tell you what, at this price point, I mean, it's but it's it's going to have to be a damn good cigar to uh, to get a box. It's a ten it's count box, the, Aaron. It's not that bad. It's got to get dialed. It's got to. If he says it's <laughs> dialed, he'll buy the box. Bear, Bear yeah. but you smoke both. I'm sorry, Aaron. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. No. Bear, you smoke both of these. Was there a reason why you lean towards the Churchill with this? I, I'm a, um, well, I mean, I, I preferred this size, but okay. I also, I also, uh, we hadn't done a Churchill yet. Um, and we've done bigger sizes, um, on cigars, but well, we, we did not done a Churchill we, yet. Yeah. Because here's my experience. I actually think STG does this size very, a seven inch cigar very well. Well, a lot that, we, that they, they actually do. And I know people shit on STG sometimes, but I'm going back to Whiskey Row, right? The Whiskey Row Churchill blew away the Robusto. Yeah, no, absolutely. But also that, the, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite. I mean, the Churchill is one of my favorite sizes. I think it's really underrated and it's just, unfortunately, it's just not made anymore because the American market has gone toward yeah. the Toro, yeah. the Gordo, and the Robusto. You know, you see, uh, Bear, Bear, when you said Gordo, do you see like Coop's eyes like glow? Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. Uh, he got all excited. He's like, yeah, Gordo. Oh, man. Oh. I'm going to say, is, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, Gordo makes me happy. <laughs> it, I'm going to get a that is That is definitely t shirt material. Yeah, Gordo. Makes I have me a happy. new Lancero Gordo idea I got to run by you, Bear, but maybe we get everyone to do it too if we do if we get do another Lancero Gordo battle. Yeah, but I think that the Churchill is um, the Churchill is just really, uh, you know, again, it's an underrated size yeah. now, but it, it's but it's also the classic, right? It is the classic size. When people think of famous cigar smokers, yeah. Winston Churchill is is number one. And that was my point about that I was going to bring back before we take a break here uh, to smoke the first third uh, and get into some other questions was about the French oak barrels that we talked that you mentioned and you guys were talking about was that what we've seen traditionally, we've seen some variations on this, but what we've seen traditionally in barrel aging has been American oak, bourbon barrel, right? right. We've and so there's a for for those people who are like wanting to pick this up and they're like wanting to experience that American oak, that bourbon barrel aging, I'm gonna tell you right now before I mean spoiler alert, like you're it's not gonna be the same experience. Uh you could still like it. I'm not saying you won't like it, but it's not gonna be that same experience. Um but uh but I my my first fun question in between stuff actually has to do with barrel aging. So okay. Uh well, let's go ahead. Well, that's that's perfect. Well, let's go ahead and just give everybody's initial impressions so far, and then we'll take our break and come back at the end of the first third. So, Bear, do you want to lead us off? What do you what do you get like right off the bat right now? Um, the the first things that I get um are uh you get a I do get a lot of that like that oakiness uh that's a little bit more uh, balanced by that that kind of fruit sweetness a little bit. Uh, the the pepper that exists in it is very balanced and subtle the earthiness is is present there as well there's this really um again if you're not prepared for it and don't like it it's really interesting the aroma from the smoke after you've uh after you've uh 
you've actually taken a hit really comes back and that smoke is so earth forward it is so dirty so if you're not ready for it you may not like it because it's 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 because most of the times the smoke is very charry it has a lot of spice to it a little pepper if you let the earth if you let the if you let the smoke hit you after you've taken a puff and you've the aroma like there's a little exercise like that it's just pow earthy which is crazy um but that's what i'm getting so far Hoop, what about you so agree with everything with bear but i'm getting that wine sweetness right out of the thing the nice wine sweetness it's not overpowering it's not i would probably put it at mild to medium in body um but yeah it's a nice sweetness that's really coming out and then you know Bear mentioned some of the things, you know, there's like that, it's a very subtle, subtle pepper note I'm picking up at the back of the tongue. Uh, there's some of the wood, the terroir notes, and, and a slight char component. Um, Aaron, I'll just tell you this, the Toro did not open up this good for me each time I smoked it. This has opened up fantastic. Great. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? How's the start now for you? So what I'm going to tell you guys too, if you haven't done so so far, retro hail this. If you, um, yep. I think you're going to pick up some nuances. Um, so for those that are you know listening, uh, maybe smoke along, definitely try to retro hail. I think you're gonna it's going to enhance the experience. Um, I'm with you. I get like a white pepper. It's not like a black pepper. It's yep. more like a white pepper. <laughs> um, my draw is phenomenal. Um, this is absolutely dialed um, from a draw standpoint. Oh yeah, I get. Um, there is that huge woody component. I do get that like natural sweetness to it as well. Um, and then there's a hint when you, um, when you retro, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's floral, but there's a, like a, I don't want to call it like a berry, like floral. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a sweetness. Like yeah. A, yeah. But it's like, not like that, a, that it's not that super floral note that i can't stand no it's like a berry almost like so it goes back to like a white wine that's you know kind of like a, a chardonnay kind of like a, a a white wine from my drinking days if i remember what a chardonnay tastes like uh it's kind of what it reminds me of so really enjoying the first you know half inch yeah i mean y'all pretty much covered it the same for me the i mean what i get is that nice i i, I get that kind of earthiness i get the oakiness kind of what you it's almost like we're describing a freaking wine in itself rather than a cigar because i'm i'm getting a lot of those similar flavors that you would get from a cabernet sauvignon for the napa valley right i you get that kind of a berry flavor yeah. with some of the more red fruits uh, like a little bit of a of, of plumminess about it you know but it's real yeah. subtle like it's not something right. it's like like when you drink a heavy cab right that's got that just huge amount of tannins that just makes your mouth just almost like swell up that it's it's almost like you've decanted a, a big cab for like 24 hours and now those all those the tannins are kind of softened and you're getting a lot of those flavors that are really smooth and delicate that's almost how i'm getting the fruit flavors that's coming across the palate and i get a little bit of that too when i retrohale with with the white yep. pepper that you were talking about aaron because it you know, at first I was trying to wonder, like, is this kind of like a black pepper? But it, but it had a little bit of a sharpness too, like what we associate with white pepper. But something I got a little bit here and there too was almost like a bready cracker type of flavor. Every now and then, when I would when I would take a puff on this cigar too, 
And it's weird because I, w- I w- I'm not getting it every time. I would just get it every- occasionally, and it was a really light, almost like a cracker note when yeah. I got on there. But it's, I don't know, for me, it's off to a really good start, even though my ash has gotten a little weird. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So yeah, I have another note that surfaced as I open this up. There's a creamy vanilla note that's coming in very, very prominent that's right the, now. That's the cab, that's that's the the cab man. That's yeah. the oak. Wow. I mean, it's a, and you get a little of that wine sweetness. This is off to the races, this cigar. Let me tell you, this is a big surprise, right? Because I've smoked the Toro, and I haven't had this reaction to it so far. Yeah. It's interesting because I know we're talking about. Go ahead, I'm Barry. sorry. I was going to say, I know we're talking about Cabernet Sauvignon Barrels, which is like, you know, for those amateurs yeah. out there, that's red, yeah. red wine. But, you know, Aaron mentioned Chard, which is a white wine. Uh, like this has the, the the flavor notes that you're getting off of this. Aaron, you're spot on, man. You, you, your your palate hasn't failed you, uh, even though you haven't had Chard in years. Like the, the creaminess, that oakiness. Like one of the things that I don't like about Chardonnay as a wine drinker is how overly oaked uh, it can be. Like I want that in a more full body, like, like in a red wine. It tastes weird to me and i just don't like the way that it does with white wine uh, but the way that it bounces with the tobacco components that we're talking about the pepper and the other things that we're talking about has made for a really nice opening to the cigar yeah that that oak uh, we might have a crescendo of flavor later just later on ladies and gentlemen we might have a crescendo of flavor later on it, it might, might happen I, you know i did have a cigar with a crescendo of flavor i'll have to tell you guys about it later i actually did have one recently that first time in a long time you had a crescendo yeah, that it did. Whoa, shit. Whoa, I'm waiting with bated breath on this one. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, I know we kind of went long on this first segment, so I'll kind of hold off. Not you know, just again because we went long on this first segment. Yeah, I just reiterated, but talking about that vanilla no, to you, a lot of that will come from that oak barrel. It, it, like that's like a Chardonnay usually gets that buttery vanilla flavor yeah. from the oak barrels. Yeah, yeah. and you know, that's kind yeah. of a I, I'm. Chardonnay has got a bad rap for that, right? Because a lot of them, you get that heavily buttery vanilla note from a, the term is over oaked. It's been, it's been there too long, right? So there's a lot of really good Chardonnays out there that um, some of them that not necessarily from California, but that don't have that oakiness, that too much over oaked flavor on there too, that balances it out really well and that's kind of like and you'll get that in red wines too you'll get that hint you don't really get butteriness in, the, in more red wine with all the tannins you'll get more of a silky vanilla underlying kind of flavor and you know sometimes but and i i can see where you kind of get that because there is like a, almost a slight creaminess to it there is that you know so i, I get that that makes total sense it, it, but it's delicious yeah yeah, so I think we've covered this one uh, pretty good. We'll, so what we'll do is we'll go ahead and for this is for our YouTube edit. We'll, we'll go ahead and finish it off to the first third and we come back and we'll give you our impressions of it. Yep. See you in a second. All right, and welcome back, everybody. We have just uh, wrapped up the first third of the Macanudo Estate Reserve Flint Knoll Churchill. I uh, wanted to showcase real quick before it falls off. Uh, I, we were talking a little bit about construction in the break, but uh, look at this construction that I've got going on. That burn is razor sharp. That ash is holding steady. It's like a stack of dimes, y'all. It is fantastic. This wrapper may not be pretty, but that ash, that construction is 
is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, what is, what's, uh, what's your construction been like? And we'll go into impressions here in just a second, uh, Ben. Well, mine is actually, you know, it had the flowering at the very beginning and I tapped that ash off because I knew it was going to be a disaster if I didn't. But since then it's a burning perfect, like really, really nice. I mean, look at that. the burn line is like just perfect. This ash is, I mean, you see where I tapped it off right there, but other, since then it's a perfect, it's a perfect ash. The, I mean, everything about it so far has just been absolutely perfect with the construction. The draw is still excellent. Really, really good draw. So off to a great start with this with the construction for mine. Aaron, what about your construction? How's it going? Yeah, same. So I'm, I can actually tap mine. I could have probably gotten to where Bear did, but I'm in front of my computer. I'm like, gosh, I, I don't want to ash all over my computer. It would have held on for a while. Um, but even since I tapped, um, it's almost razor sharp. Uh, the draw is still phenomenal. Great construction so far. So it's humming along. Uh, so very, very pleased. Coop? Um, Look, I'm getting my, my, I give a slight touch up to this. You can see the mascara line, but um, overall, I mean, this is, this burn is an excellent burn. Uh, it, I commented right before we kind of came into, uh, you know, from, from the break, it is burning a little fast and I don't know why it's burning a little fast because the drawer has got the milkshake drawer. So it's not like airy or anything coming out, but you know, for me to be this far with you guys, you, you know how it is with me. Uh, very mild, by the way, this is a mild, there's, there's not a lot of strength to this scar. It's very mild. I mean, the body's probably a light to medium body in this. Um, but the big thing I'm getting off this, that sweetness is really kind of that, that, that wine and that vanilla notes kind of got molded together. It's kind of caramelized a little. So it's more in that vanilla-y type of, I'm getting now You're with this. stepping on impressions, man. We're talking about construction. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, wait, wait, actually you can, because everyone else has talked about construction. Okay. So go, yep. go, yep. go. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I just got carried away because I'm enjoying this so much. Yeah. So um, definitely that vanilla-y note is really what's in, in the forward there. Um, it's still very creamy. Uh, and then, you know, complementing it, some of the wood notes, there's some char notes, there's some of the earth notes, and that, that slight pepper note. Um, the retro hails, I think what, um, you know, Aaron said, you're getting, you get, you know, that's you get a touch of pepper, but it's more of that sweetness. I'm getting through this as well. And a little bit of earthiness. And this is, this is a big, big, you asked me comparing this to Toro night and day, night and day with this. Yeah. So speaking of getting carried away. So we learned about Coop's love for moo's earlier before the show in the green room. And now he's talking about mascara. So. Yeah, maybe I'll have yeah out. now I'll have soccer with mascara um makeup and <laughs> so but uh we did I did uh, I did screw up guys at the top of the show I do want to bring up uh, some of our fantastic partners uh, that we uh, have for this particular show you know of course coming from the uh, Tatuaje Studios in gorgeous uh, Black Mountain North Carolina that's Mr Ben Lee the Rock and Vodka Studios of Illinois Mr Aaron Nielsen the Perdomo Black Stage in indian trail north carolina mr william cooper and of course the alec bradley lone star studios of azel texas here for myself so uh thanks to our partners that make uh today's sh show possible of course uh for the smoking syndicate roundtable number 11 the uh macanudo estate reserve uh flint knoll churchill so uh ben what are some of your uh impressions of the on the flavor side of your first third 
they're, they're outstanding. I, I'm really digging this cigar. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that nice uh, fruity note, the berry kind of plums, um, kind of like a blueberry, strawberry kind of, almost like a, a berry compote or to me is what it kind of reminds me of. It's like a hint of that, along with, I get that like vanilla flavor, the white pepper. Um, I'm I'm really getting like like almost like a buttery caramel note that kind of something like that Coop had mentioned too. It's real faint, but I do get that there. Um, on the retro hill, I get a little bit of the fruit with the white pepper as well now, and not not so much the wood and white pepper. And something that I've 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 kind of detected too was something that Mitchell had mentioned in our chat was he he was smoking the Toro when he first lit it up. He was getting like a a, a chocolatey note. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting none of that. But as it burned down, I did get like a little bit of a milk I can see what he's chocolate. saying on that. Yeah. It's like a milk he's... chocolate, like a real um, smooth, milky chocolate flavor. It's not strong. Like it's not, it's not a dominant note, but it's, it just like lingers in the background and it, it is there. It's, I get it, you know, but really, really good. I'm really digging this cigar so far. Aaron, what about you? Yeah. So as I mentioned, for those that can retro, um, I highly recommend it because this is one that's not going to burn your, your nostrils and it's going to really accentuate some of the flavors. So not all that different from you guys. One of the things that I think is a positive of the cigar. And so, so far it's been great. Um, the woodiness has died down a little bit, which I think yeah. is good because the woodiness can, as you guys know, can overpower a cigar. And a lot of times that's all you can get. So I've got that sweetness. It's, we've talked about it. it it's, mild plus or medium minus however kind of in that range it's not a it's not a powerhouse by any stretch um i get that that the vanilla creaminess is a great way to explain it and i think it's starting to come out more to the forefront because the woodiness is dying down so you're starting yep. to pick up some of the other stuff and then you know you still have a little bit of that white pepper but it's not that um like i said it doesn't burn it's not one of those where it's like you know gonna gonna overtake the cigar so it's very well balanced um it's not it's very um decadent if you will or kind of delicate in a sense so um i think that it's really starting to come into its own like i think it's progressed for me it's become more enjoyable than even the first or or the first bit which i really like because again the woodiness the pepper is all kind of coming together and it's a great great retro on this so so far so good bear yeah, the first third for me has got some unique flavors, and, and, and I'm hoping that the second third produces a lot of the uniqueness that I've had in previous experiences, because I'm really excited to see what you guys think of the second third, uh, particularly Coop, who hasn't had this Vitola yet. But the, from the first third, what I'm getting is a lot of the, you know, I've, I've had the cigar a couple of times, a few times now, and it's really familiar. We talked about that, that, that uh, the wine flavors that kind of come through. I'm getting a lot of that jam um, that, uh, that, that, that Ben was talking about, he referred to it as a compote, uh, which is is really interesting because I've get a lot compote to me. Uh, um, again, this is just the nerd in me. Compote to me has a little bit more citrus to go along with that fruitiness. This is more jammy for me. I don't know what it is for Ben. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Ben, but like for this, this is more jammy, meaning more it's more sugary. It has a lot more of that fruit forward sweetness that we were kind of talking about on the dry draw that still kind of exists and balanced out by this wonderful kind of spice, still medium, uh, mild bodied, medium strength, um, um, excuse me, mild body, 
mild strength. I'm really not getting too much, but the, 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 the flavor on this is incredibly full. And I think, it, you know, we've had this discussion before in previous roundtables that there's a, there's a difference between, uh, between flavor, body, and strength. And a lot of people use those terms interchangeably, but I think that they're, it's, it's, worth, it's worth talking about from an educational standpoint and what you're experiencing with a cigar because uh, mild cigars can be full flavored. And um, in fact, the best are. Um, there are some that are not. That are that are that are nuanced and delicate and 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 not full flavored and they those certainly have a place. This this is definitely a full flavored cigar in my opinion. Um, it really kind of is balanced up by that that oakiness that we were talking about. The uh, retro hell that that Aaron was referring to is still it's incredibly good. It's it's uh, right in the middle for all of us. Ben and I like the long. Coop likes the short. For me, this is a medium finish on the retro hail. I don't know if you guys are it's getting satisfactory. It's satisfying yeah. me. Yeah, it's not too so, long. But yeah, right I think the, the I think the mild body is the key thing here. Like I said, it is full flavored, but the mild body is just not over. Like that sweetness, if it was heavier bodied, would overwhelm the palate and it would not be as enjoyable. Okay, I'm gonna you get. Know. I'm gonna. And I, I'll I'll see if I continue this flavor, but I don't know if I'm I'm totally nuts here, but I'm gonna go with it. Kind of goes along the the berry idea. I, I get this like rose water. Do you know what rose water tastes yeah. like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like rose water. That's kind of the. I was trying to think of like how to. It's like a rose water where it's got a little bit of those that that berry component, but it's got like sweetness. It's like a rose water to me. Yeah, and that's that's a flavor you can get in cabs as well. Is that like a rose petal, like a, um, actually one of the terms is like a Jamie Rose, where it's like a mm. thick, thick rose kind of flavor, you know, but like when, when I lived in Dallas, then there's just several Middle Eastern bakeries there, and they use a lot of, um, like a rose water, it's not really rose water, like, so rose water a lot of times used as like a, a perfume you would put in like oils, or you put it in bath water, or you could just spritz it on, right? Well, they they actually will make like a uh, it's like a rose syrup. That's a better better yeah. description. And they'll pour it over certain you know baked pastries items. and desserts and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's awesome. If you ever come across Tire. a bakery that does it, get it. Kings it's Kings awesome. Kings Bakery in Richardson, Texas, man. Kings Bakery in Richardson, Texas does uh, it's a it's a it's a um uh, it um I I don't I, don't want to misstep here i believe the owner is lebanese but it's 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 middle eastern southeast asian bakery and they use a lot of the thing the techniques that you're talking about it's phenomenal it's a really it's really it's a again it's a really unique flavor profile especially if you're used to like very traditional like french and european desserts where it's just like butter and sugar and you know you know there's a lot that's good with that it it's not overly sweet, but it's very floral in its taste and and, and stuff. So it's it's a it's a different experience for sure. Yeah. So you know, the the one I went to is called Bash. It's actually a Richardson, Texas. It's really it's a Lebanese one as well, if I remember right, it's Lebanese. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, but the flavor you're talking about, Aaron, though, you're talking about that rose kind of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could get. I see what you're saying because it, it, like I said, you could get that a lot of times in you know, red wines, right? Yeah. A lot, especially some of actually more medium bodied wines you'll get that you know um 
you'll get that you actually get them quite often a lot of the rose i get a lot of rose a lot of like spanish wines you know mm-hmm. so um so yeah I, I i totally get that like when i was talking about the compote to me like i i get that it has that jammy berry flavor but to me it's a little got a little bit of a brightness to it right so yep. that's kind of what made me think of that you know it's a little bit bright but i i didn't mention what i got too on this was like i'm with y'all i think it's medium bodied and straight but medium full of flavor by, by far and to me the 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 finish on the palate which to me is very important I, I like a good finish it is medium to full on the palate for me like so it lingers behind and what i like about the finish on the palate on this cigar too is that it the flavors almost roll on your palate with the finish is like dying off like you'll get this and this and this and this and then, then it finally fades away it's a really good finish on cigar. Actually, one of the best finishes so far yep. of a cigar I've had in quite a while, I'll be honest. But it's off to a fantastic start. So anybody got anything else you want to add before we uh, break for the second? The the uh, creaminess is still there. I forgot to mention as well. Yeah, it definitely was there for me as well. Yep, I get that as well. It's a really good uh, compliment to the rest of these flavors. But uh, so we're going to go ahead and we'll finish the second third and we'll be back to let you know how it is. See you in a second. Hey, everyone, we're back and we're into the second third now. Um, let's see where I'm at right here. I actually think, ironically, Coop is the furthest along than any of us, except maybe Aaron, who's our hell has, smoker. Hell has frozen over. I know it's freaking weird. Yep. So let's go ahead and Aaron, what did you get out of the second half? Yep. So I am probably if I just took off the band. Um, so I think it's up a tick in strength or body. I, I think um it's it's more on that medium um kind of spectrum. The pepper's up a tick too. Um, a little bit more pepper, still uh some complexity. We talked about the sweetness is still there. That uh I guess that rose water component is kind of still there. The creaminess is not quite there um, that that I had through a majority of the the first two thirds. Um, burn is great. I just had to tap it again, but but still a razor sharp burn. Um, enjoying it. I'm hoping um, you know as we get into the final third that it doesn't get muddled. Um, it kind of still stays with that that complexity and that nuances that we're talking about. Um, I do get a little bit of like a hay or earthiness somewhere in that kind of realm um, as well. But but overall, um, smoking like a champ, my draw is still great. But but uh, in, and again, still pick up great flavors through the retro. Um, but it is up a tick from body and, and pepper from what I got. So how about you, Coop? Okay, uh, I agree that definitely was an uptick in the pepper, not overpowering by any means. Um, but what's happened is the sweetness has definitely subsided on this. So that vanilla-y type of sweetness, which I think was more predominant, has kind of gone into more of a secondary role. I see the cigar getting a little more earthy as well. So um, I do agree that the uh, there was a slight uptick in strength and body with this, but it's still under the medium mark for me, at least, as far as this goes. It is, like I said, mine is burning fast for whatever reason, and I, I can't really put my finger on it because um, I'm not smoking any different, this cigar. It just seems like it's burning faster. 
but the drawer is fine. It's not an issue. There's not a combustion problem with the cigar. It's just uh, it's going faster. So, but I think the big change is I'm seeing the sweetness start to subside. This won't crescendo with flavor. I can tell you that. Um, but it's not by no means is this bad either. It's still it's just I think that first third was really really good. The second third is still very good. If I say the first third is excellent, this is like very good is what I'll say. Bear, what about you? See, this is the this is the third of the cigar that I found some really unique flavors, and they're definitely present in this uh, this this experience too, and it's pretty consistent with other experiences in terms of the uniqueness and the flavors that I get. So, you guys are going to fucking think I'm crazy, uh, but the creaminess really kind of came through in that first part of the second third. Uh, the kind it's of still there. really yep. Yep, still really there. meshed well. Uh, the jamminess has kind of subsided that you were talking about. It's the the sweetness that I'm kind of getting is is a little bit more on the sugary side, so that kind of brown sugar, not heavy molasses, uh, more of a light brown sugar. Um, but the flavor component that I get quite a bit in this particular third, and it's really crazy, is uh, popcorn. I get this popcorn note that's really present. Uh, it really kind of it the that corniness sweet from the corn the creaminess balances with that earthiness and then on the retro hail i still get a lot of that pepper but i get this really light touching of licorice that kind of just zings the zings the nostrils at the very end of the retro hill for me so some really unique flavors that kind of creep into the second third of the cigar that make it a really interesting smoking experience um I agree with Coop. I think the first third out of the first two thirds is my favorite overall. Um, while the second third is more complex, especially with some of these unique flavors, uh, the first third is, is definitely my favorite thus far. Um, and uh, uh, but very, very unique experience in the second third. Yeah. Oh, oh what I get on the second third, I get kind of the same flavors, but they're, they're, kind of they're like some are dialed back and some are dialed up a little bit for me so i i'm still getting a little bit of that fruity berryness but it's it's not so jammy you know it's it's more subdued now the same with like the vanilla creaminess it's it's dialed back about a notch and the oak i'm getting a little bit more uptick in oak as well i get a little bit of that more of that and I'm getting the the pepper as well, but for me, it's more transitioned from a white pepper to more of a black pepper. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> it doesn't have that sharpness now. What's what's kind of unique about this as well? Like for for me, I'm so I would still say it's um, mild body and strength, but still medium full, approaching full flavor by far. The 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 palate is still lingers on the palate quite nicely. Um, but what was kind of unique was while we were off camera or doing with just a Facebook live part, uh, <clears throat> while we we're talking, my almost went out. So I kind of did a little bit of rapid puffs to kind of bring it back to life. And when I did that, I got an overwhelming flavor of that milk chocolate. Like it was strong when I was doing it, like puffing it real quick to kind of, you know, get it to kind of start going again. But I don't get it. Like, I don't get it now when I'm smoking the cigar, which I just thought that was really unique on this cigar. Um, Retro Hell is still quite nice. Um, I, was, I get a little bit of the black pepper, the oakiness, and a little hint of creaminess as well on, on the Retro Hell. But um, overall, I think it's going really well so far. So 
uh, anybody got any more final thoughts on that before we go ahead and go to the next segment? No one wants to blast me for my popcorn comment. No, 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 no because I uh, I can kind of. I, I can say see where you're going with that. I actually yeah. can see where you're going with that. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't get the popcorn note, but I, I can see, see where you're saying you get yeah. it, where you get that from. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I can't I can't talk on licorice because I freaking hate licorice, so I haven't had it in forever, <laughs> so I don't I don't know. But I have um, a cigar tomorrow that has a licorice a review coming out tomorrow with a note is a licorice note. That's and I don't think it was. I don't think it worked well with this cigar. It wasn't. It, some people are surprised what that cigar is. I think the last thing to note that I'll mention in the second third is the we were, we've been talking about the draw and the construction, but the smoke uh, output of this cigar is actually very satisfying as well. I agree. As you can see in my screen, it's just like yep. tons of smoke, which is I know it's not nothing that we you know, add in with our scores, but I, I do, I'm a sucker for a lot of smoke production. I just, it just, it, to me, it heightens the enjoyment. Always has. So. How the fuck it, did you smoke Cubans all those years then? They just taste delicious. Yeah. Especially when used I ate to. What I, yeah, used to. Now they're getting too rare, so now it's like, might as well smoke a Down off Royal Salomon. It's the same price just about now. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, we'll go ahead and we'll finish off the cigar. We'll be back to give you our final impressions. See you in a second. And we're back again for the third and final third. The third and final third. And our overall impressions of the cigar tonight for roundtable number 11, the Macanudo Estate Reserve Flint Knoll Churchill. Uh, this has been a really great experience, a great show, and uh, a cigar that uh, I think we've, uh, we all have some different takes on. Um, uh, not to steal my own phrase, but uh, but want to go into uh, I, do we want to do our impressions of the final third and our score overall, or well, how do we want to do it, Ben? Let's do our final impressions and we'll come back and do our scores. Yep, sounds great. So, so right, so let uh, so uh, Ben, wh why don't we kick it off with you? What were your last impressions of the final third on the cigar? Now, the final third to me, um, it's there's not much going on for me personally. I'm getting, to me, it's got a lot more woodier at the, at the final third. I'm getting a lot of oakiness. I'm getting the black pepper as well. The 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 kind of the the jammy fruit notes are kind of completely gone on the final third for me. Um, I get a hint of it here and there, but it's 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 so muted. It's I just basically don't even acknowledge it. Um, the creamy vanilla, I I kind of get a little bit of that, but not very much as well. I kind of what I'm getting a lot right now is um, a lot of a lot of oakiness, um, the black pepper and an earthiness as well on the final third. The retro hill is pretty much now it's black pepper and oak. That's kind of what I'm getting on the retro hill. Um, and also, interesting enough for me, the finish is shortened a little bit. Mm -hmm. it's, yep. it's more of a a short finish on the final third than it was before. Um, I still say it's you know mild mild body and uh in and also mild strength um i would say medium flavor at this point to kind of dial back a bit but um it's it's a uh, the final third to me is to is kind of the most least interesting as well to me um it's still it's still good like i still kind of enjoy it but as i'm 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 burning down it's getting more woody to me and the creaminess is really dying down as I get further down. 
Um, so it's not as not as flavorful in the final third. Retro head, like I said, it's just still more more woody and pepper. Um, it's gotten a little more simplistic, which I really kind of wasn't expecting it. But um, like I said, I've had two of these before, and I kind of remember it going that way. But um, I, I'm really more paying attention, obviously, now that we're reviewing it. But it's it, it's okay. It was okay. So, Aaron, what about you? What did you get in the final third? Yeah, so I'm with you. I, I, I like the word uh, simplistic. I got kind of the the muddled. I mean, it's the my least favorite of the three. I mean, that shouldn't come as a surprise on, on most cigars. It's kind of for me. That's what I I tend to to get. Um, I got some of the the pepper on my tongue um, a little bit, so it got the pepper was amped up a little bit. I got like a a sourness, like a sourdough bread. Like when I was going between like the the hay and the earth, it's kind of that that uh, earthiness, sourish, the the sourdough kind of flavor to it. Um, the retro didn't get any more. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of pepper in the retro, but it just all kind of went to that uh, simplistic, I don't want to say muddled, because I think muddled has a, a negative connotation to it. it look, it, it, it tailed off, but I mean, overall enjoyable. It, it, died down as far as like the, the, the strength in the body. Um, it, it, it was purely pretty much mild towards the end. Um, but the, I will say that the woodiness or the, the oakiness that you talked about kind of did kind of surface back up. So that sweetness kind of went away. And, uh, so the flavors just kind of all went kind of tame if you will, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it burned, it burned well to the, to the kind of nub, if you will, for me. So how about you, Coop? Um, yeah, I would. I was kind of worried when we came out in the second third that this cigar was going to nosedive. There was just some changes happening with this cigar, but it really did, it, it was. I agree, it was the least enjoyable of the three thirds, but it was still a very good thir final third for me. Um, I got that earthy terroir note. I thought was was the primary note. Uh, there was a lot less of the sweetness than that was present earlier on. That sweetness was dialing down. Like Ben said, there was a little more wood, a little more pepper. And I see a little bit of that sourness you're getting from this, too. I, I definitely see it. Um, I'm at the end of this right now. This is just a nice, firm, cool nub. Um, and I'm not wanting to put it down, which is good. I kind of slowed it down a bit just to kind of catch up. But uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, it was definitely no crescendo flavors. But. It, like I was kind of worried, Aaron, like you, it was going to get muddled. Yeah. Uh, I was very worried this was going to get muddled. It did not do that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I compared it. We'll get into comparison. I'll talk about the Toro's experience a bit with this, which, again, the Toro wasn't a bad cigar either. But, I, but yeah, this finished nicely for me, but not as not as strong as the first two thirds in terms of what is delivered. Yeah. And when you're talking about that sourdough bread kind of kind of note or kind of quality you get with that Aaron yeah I, I I was getting a little bit of a sourness but I really couldn't put my finger on but when you said sourdough bread like, dang, yeah that's, that's it yeah it almost has like that sourdough bread yeah. kind of yeah. a quality to it that it's it's you know and, and beyond it that don't that didn't sound good but it, <laughs> it's not bad actually right. I agree like yeah. if you want to have sourness on your cigar this is the one this Maybe is what you, you want to have yep yeah what about you, Bear? So, 
Yeah. So I was going to ask you, Ben. So I, I know I know Coop's a pizza no, like Puritan and Nazi about it, but like, uh, have you ever had ne Nepalese pizza from from Napoli? Like that very like very thin. Yep. I've had that. Okay. Yeah. Have I've, you ever I've had have it. you ever have you ever torn open the crust With and smelled mouth. it? No. So yeah, so if you ever tear open Nepalese pizza, if you ever tear open the crust, it's very it has this very distinct sourness to it. So to 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 Aaron's point about being sourdough bready, that's what it kind of reminds me of. The smell, the aroma, the taste has a little bit of that sourness to it. I totally get that. Um, the creaminess has died down. The earth is a little bit more forward. It's got a little bit more chalky. There's not much char like uh, Cooper's saying. This is a you know the cigar it, the nub is cool. So, uh, and, and so the smoke is still cool and everything. So it's not acrid, uh, which I've really enjoyed to see, uh, to, to Mitch, who's following along in the chat with us, he was smoking the Toro and that was, that was the, like that Coop, you were asking me earlier, what I, why I picked this one. That was my, one of the, my main drawbacks with the Toro versus the Churchill was it just the, the, it became so acidic and so acrid at the end on the Toro. Yep. Yep. That yep. that's why i kind of stopped what i was saying yep that's exactly what happened with me on that and it didn't that, happen with this it did not happen with this and uh but i the final woody component too that really kind of sings on the net the retro it but it had the retro is completely shortened out like it's gone like that medium yeah. that medium yeah. finish it's gotten to a more blunted shortness on the retro um but uh but nevertheless uh least favorite third by far um for me um, but, um, but still, still, still an enjoyable cigar. I'm not ready to put it down yet either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to kind of go back to what we're talking about in the last third. The last third for me is still, is still good, but compared to the other third, like it's, it's not as good, but, but if you just took the, this final third on its own as, as a, just a cigar on its own, it's still pretty good. That's where I'm going with that. Exactly. Yeah. But like I didn't want to first, put it down. Yeah. Yeah. The first and second third were just so much better that it kind of makes this seem like it's not up to par, but it's on its own. It's, it's still good. You know, I'm that's still my ranking to too. First, first, second, and third. That's my ranking on thirds. Yep. First, second. I, I agree with you on that 100%. Like I said, I was worried after the second third. This was because I, again, the experience with the Toro kind of was in my mind. It was that very, not, very, it was very acrid. Right. Very exactly. Acrid. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious what Mitch's thoughts were on that final third too. Yeah, I'm, he mentioned I'm, he mentioned the acidity too. Yeah, I think if he had, like I said, I think uh, we'll, you know when we wrap up, I think we'll 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 see what how that. So let's go ahead and do the scores. Since Barry, you finished off. Why don't you go ahead and score it first? Yeah, um, I, I really like the cigar. Um, you know, the first time I had it, it completely off caught me off guard, which is why I, I brought that question up in the um, in the break and. Um, I I'm really glad that uh, we were able to do it for our round for our 11th round table. Um, uh, for me, this cigar is a, is exactly what you want a Churchill to be um, to have complexity and take you on a journey and a ride throughout its thirds uh, to where it doesn't, even in the finish, it may not finish as strong as some of the other thirds, but it doesn't leave you disappointed. And for me, this cigar uh, again, encapsulates what a Churchill should be. Um, which is, like I said, it's a flavor journey, uh, and it takes you for an incredible ride. I really like the cigar. Um, I know I usually, uh, I feel like I'm usually the low guy on the totem pole here. Uh, I'm probably going to be the high one on this. Uh, but for me, this, for the, 
Um, Macanudo Estate Reserve, uh, Flint Knoll from Churchill for me, uh, rates out at a 91. Hey, that's a good score. Coop, what about you? What do you rate it? Wow. So I'll just say this, kind of start off with that. That's a high score from there. Um, this is the best cigar I've had from STG in a long time. And I think the only thing I can see maybe that there's a couple um, that stand out in the last couple of weeks, like the second Cohiba Spectre was very good. The, uh, the Diesel Whiskey Road Churchill was good. But this was one of the best cigars I've had from STG. It delivered for me like a $20 cigar should deliver for the most part. And this could have even scored higher if that last third had hung in there. Um, but like I said, this is one of the best cigars I've had from STG. I am also giving this a 91, which is a rarity for me these days. So wow. this, is, this, is, this is something that I would probably put as a box-worthy consideration. Like you may want to try to snag a box of these because they're it's only ten cigars, Aaron. It's only ten cigars. Mm. I wouldn't say it's a, a guaranteed box purchase, but if you could find these, maybe if you, if there's a deal you could get with a retailer. Um, I, I did not expect this because because I'll tell you what the, the Toro scored an eighty eight for me, eighty eight, eighty nine ish. That's exactly where it scored for me. Yeah, eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah, and that that Toro would have been better if it, it didn't have as good a start either. The Toro quite like. Uh, this one did. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put this through a full coupe review cycle just because on the, the normal circumstances I review and I want to see where it comes out. But but if this 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 will land in the top 25 for me, if it holds a 91, I can I can tell you that this is this is the, I'll say this, this is the, I can't remember a Macanudo I enjoyed this much in a long, yes. long time. I said that to Steve Abbott when I smoked it a thousand percent. This is, I, this I, is this my, is, this yeah. my favorite Macanudo that I've ever smoked. You folks need to definitely, percent. yeah, definitely need to try this Churchill. You know, I would definitely, no problem say try this Churchill. I think you'll be really surprised with it. Aaron, what about you? Well, so it's funny because I, I recommended this cigar to a friend and he, when I recommended it, he said, when's the last time you smoked a Macanudo? And I was like, I had, I had to go back and kind of think. And I echo what Bear uh, and, and Coop said, it's my favorite Macanudo. I think, um, you know, if well, obviously if that final third would have held, I would have ranked it really high. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm usually like one of the higher rankings. Um which I'm going to probably be, I, I hate to follow in line, but I had in my mind before either of you guys went, I was going to go in 91. And, and for me, uh, would be a box purchase if you're going to willing to kind of spend a little bit more money, but I think you're going to get an hour and a half plus out of the cigar. You I mean, it's a Churchill. So there's value there. It smokes great. Um, I know it smoked a little quicker for you, Coop. Um, but it was fine. It didn't have any adverse effect. Doesn't but I, but, but time. Yep. I, I rank it high. Like, so what I look for in a cigar, I love changes. I love kind of those nuances, the complexities. This cigar had my attention all throughout. Right. I, yep. I mean, even in the last third, it held my attention. I'm going to go a solid 91. I almost went 92. If that last third had not just kind of tailed Same off, a bit, I would have gone a little bit higher, but but it's a solid 91 for me. And I would recommend folks, especially if, you know, if you're like, God, I've tried to retrohale before and it just burns too much. This is a great cigar to retrohale and to be able to pick out some of those nuanced flavors that you're not going to get if you don't retro. So uh, 
was really uh, pleasantly surprised. And I will also comment too that uh, this is my third one, like uh, like Ben, and maybe I didn't pay attention, probably not as much as I did on this one, but it improved. This was the best of the three that I had. Um, so I'll be interested to see how it ages out a couple more more months or whatever when I smoke it again. So was uh, a great selection by you guys. And uh, this was a great pick. pick. This was a surprise. I mean, you want to talk about something that caught me from left field. This one caught me from left field. Yep. Really, I did not. I mean, what SCG has been delivering, they just they haven't had many 90s from me in the last couple of years. Well, think I think I have one 90 I gave in the last like two years. Think from about them. what they put out. I mean, nothing really deserved it. No, I mean, I think I have 190 from them. They D- Diesel Esselie Piro. But the I problem swear. is when I smoked it, I didn't smoke the Toro. No, you didn't. I had to give it to you. Yeah. Fucking Justin. Okay, just, but I don't know if I can give Justin. Can we give Justin credit on this one? Probably not. Uh, we said you know, we'd like to. It was, yeah. it was Victoria. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it was Victoria. But I'll say this, you know, the Weller, which I had earlier, was also a 90 for me this year. So that Weller was very good, that second Weller. So General's had a decent year so far, but this is one I don't know if we're going to see it on a lot of lists because I don't know I don't know if a lot of media has reviewed. It. I mean, I think I haven't seen much media review this cigar, and if I they're missing out on something, I can just tell you that. All right, Ben. Honestly, there's not too much I can add because my sentiments mimic what y'all have. Like I, I thought. It had a, it was so interesting. It definitely smoked like a twenty dollar cigar. You you got the flavor from the wine, the the French oak, <clears throat> and I, I really think it complemented the cigar well. The flavor profile, really really good. <clears throat> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a ninety one as well. I was kind of oh, going shit. back and forth. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so we, we got a quorum. So I mean, I was leaning towards a ninety two as well. Because I mean, I was I was ninety two till the last third, and then yep. last third I just I had a knock a point off because it, like I said, it wasn't bad, but compared to the first and second third, it was the worst one. Like so, it didn't. It kind of just you know, not didn't know stuff, but it kind of started to level off. But I thought it was a quality cigar. <clears throat> Same with me, best Macanudo that I've ever had by far. By far, I mean, I, like I said, I, I hope they bring it. I hope they, I mean, I my hope is two things I'd like to see this re released, and my hope is they keep the consistency up with the re release. It's on the Flint No website, by the way, under their cigars tab. I just want to point that out. That's awesome. I, I, I'm with you. I, I wish I would like to see this expanded, even. Yeah, I, I mean, want, I, I want to see, more. but but general, just just don't mess this up, is what I'm telling you. Don't mess. Are please don't mess this. Justin, are you yeah. paying attention? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, Justin, we're serious about this. This ain't a joke. Um, <laughs> you know, the fact that I'm seeing this on their website and I just went on it as well is telling me that it's a cigar. There's going to be more. I I think, and it'd be crazy not to work with this again. Uh, but please don't mess this up. Please don't like do what you did with like uh, Amazon Basin or something like that. Please don't do that. Oh, that'll be that'll, that'll be easy. They don't need uh, honestly, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Please, just if you, if this is yeah, I'm gonna yeah, like I said, this was a good. But Justin, don't fuck this up. You potty mouth. I yeah, I I would like to see this. I would like to see this just remain in the portfolio forever. 
Um, yeah, I mean, just know, make a small batch of it every year. I mean, that's yeah, a limited a limited run once a year would be fantastic, you know. But you know, a, expand on this as well. Like, keep carrying this on. You know, we we talked about this earlier in this about you know where you could go with this even more, and even you know keep that level of excitement. But this is a fine release. We all loved it. I would think, you know, this is definitely the Coop Coalition approved cigar for sure. This is one of the highest average scores we've had. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, I wasn't around to bring it down for once. No. And Bear, you're, I mean, this won't be on your list, but it probably will. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would guess honorable mention because this is yeah. a limited, right? Yeah. Oh, but I would say this is a lock for an spoiler, honorable spoiler, mention. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's a lock. Yeah. For the honorable mention. Um, but this is, yeah. I, I'm shy. This hit me from left field. I know I know why you asked the left field question. So, because I don't think any of us, ex- I, I had, I didn't have expectations with this one. I got to be honest with you. No, I, I didn't have expectations. Well, I mean, look at the, the, the precedent going into it. Right. I mean, you, you like we said, Matt Canuto, one, my, my friend asked me, when was the last time? Probably like, what is it? The crew? I think they have a, the the crew. Yeah, this is better, but that's pretty good. That's that was good the spot. one I was thinking. The Crew Royale is probably the last Mac and Nudo. That's going back 13 years ago. Yeah, I know. That's the last the blue, one. The blue, the blue. Yeah. Oh, shit, was that 13 years ago? 2010. Yeah, two, it was 2010. It, it made the coupe list in That feels like yesterday's. I mean, I mean really, I, I still have some upstairs. They, uh, they are, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just like I said, the you know, Macadon in 1968 was okay, but oh, know, I like that one a lot too. Especially yeah, the that was a nice show. one. I have the I have some OGs still in my. Uh, Me too. Yeah, I think you probably got them on the trip. I think we got those on the trip, uh, yeah. the general trip. They they had them in our hotel room. Oh yeah. Yeah, they gave us a box of the OG ones before they rebranded it. But yeah, um, wow. Overall, well, that that was a that was a really good good round table we had for this cigar um i was what expecting us to all be as high as it was and all be the same is that the first i think this is the first time we've all had the exact same score yeah, yeah but but Bear, that's one of the highest scores you've given a cigar yeah this in the so same i'm gonna say bears 91 was probably he's I, he's a very hard score you're a hard scorer bear so yeah the st louis ray was in the other 91 but everything else has been I don't think anything else has gotten a 90 for me. Maybe it has. I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. But overall, I think we, we did a good job with this one. Uh, back at Duda, did an excellent job with the cigar. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to, this is be the end of this. So please like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, next, the next one, apparently, we're going to do the next, next round table will be the EP Carrillo Zodiac series. So stay yep, tuned we just got to get the date for that with everyone. And, and hopefully we have that. Um, it works out. I know everyone's been busy, but uh, it was good to get a round table going. It's been a while. I enjoy doing these with you guys. And uh, I know everyone had, had challenges, so I appreciate it. Uh, yep. Good fantastic. Stuff. Good stuff. Yep. yep, exactly. So I guess we could call this a dialed cigar. Dialed. 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 So on that note, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks. Bye.